Welcome to episode number three of the Wealth Reliance Podcast. Today we're going to be speaking about the targeting aspect of building your financial strategy. It's going to be an exciting one, uh, talking really in depth as to how you can build these different strategies and components within your financial awareness. You know, a lot of times we focus on different key points of what's most important and we miss out on building the different pieces of the financial strategy. So today we're going to be diving right into that and look forward to seeing you there. If there are any questions, please do make sure to ask them through the Anchor app. You can also follow us on Facebook at Self-Reliant Wealth and you can also find us on Instagram. Welcome to the Self-Reliance Wealth Podcast. My name is Dave Deal and I am your host to learning how you can create side hustle income. Hello and welcome for joining us on the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is episode number three, diving right back into the financial strategy component of your day-to-day living. Wealth Reliance really comes down to defining what your key financial outlook looks like. In the last couple of episodes, we talked a little bit with a few different business owners. We introduced the idea of the podcast. This one, I really want to dive into this financial component. Within financial strategy, you really have a couple key things. The first is the why, right? We talked a little bit about that in episode one. We saw the outlook in episode two when we talked to Brad Wardell of Utah Pet Access. And if you missed that episode, go back and check it out. But it was really a fascinating story on how he got started in the pet door business and how he's been able to grow that company to a nationwide company and continuing to grow his business. Now, as we talk about financial strategy, as I mentioned before, there really are a few key components that play into this. The first is you've got to be able to track, right? You've got to track your expenses. You've got to figure out what you're spending. A lot of times I have conversations with different individuals and even business owners, and by no means am I perfect at this either. However, what I found is the better you can track your expenses and really understand where that money's going, right? You've got income coming in, you've got expenses going out, and you've got to really decipher where that money is going. And that's part of that tracking component. If you can track where that money's going, then you can better allocate and say, hey, you know, is this where we need to go? Uh, Do we need to cut some expenses out? Do we need to set that, you know, goal of changing the target and figuring out really what it comes down to to fit our best criteria within the financial Uh, strategy that you're building here. Now, as I mentioned earlier, again, one of the components of the the tracking aspects that's, you know, really important is, you know, find some sort of a software that works for you. I mean, I, I started out using just an Excel spreadsheet and, you know, it worked for quite a while. And then as I grew and had different businesses and had to keep track of all these different pieces, it became much more difficult to do. So I looked around and I talked to my CPA and I just asked, you know, what resources are available? A couple that are super awesome for business. You have uh, Wave Apps. It's a great, great company, super awesome software. It's free. Um, You can track different businesses within one account. 
which is really nice. You can also pay invoices, collect money, send out uh, reports, and it's a very, very unique and easy tool to use. The interface is very, very um, simple. QuickBooks is another one. A lot of accounting firms and CPAs love that one because of the integration that they use. You can also use Wave for the integration with your CPAs and apps. I do not work for either of these companies. I have no affiliation with them. These are just different tools that I've been able to see work pretty well. Another one from a personal standpoint, if you're just diving into this, getting started, you haven't started your business, you don't have the cash flow yet, this continues to go in effect in your personal spending. So mint.com is another really good resource. You can connect all your bank accounts, your credit cards, all that stuff, and know exactly where you're at, and it'll update uh, periodically so that you know where exactly you are as you're tracking you know, each individual income uh, source and expense that goes out. Once you have that dialed in, it really gives you a baseline to understand, here's where I need to start, here's where I need to go, and this is the direction and the course in which I am looking to move forward in, you know, not only my financial outlook, but from a personal level, but in my long-term investing outlook through, you know, business, real estate, or any other opportunities that present themselves to you. But if you can understand this baseline principle now, it will help you or I guess it'll set you up for success in the future because many companies do not do this. I mean, you hear of multi-million and billion dollar companies that go under because of this key principle right here that they simply miss and it does not uh, go in effect and it puts them out of business because they have not gone through the proper channels and done this at the very, very beginning. Now, the second component that we need to talk about, once we track and understand where we are, we need to learn how to trim Trimming is something that's uh, pretty fascinating too, where, you know, once you basically have the understanding of where your money's going, where it's coming in from, where it's going, you can now trim the unnecessary things. I just went through another trim of my own personal situation and even in my businesses, and I was able to free up almost $1,500 a month in positive cash flow. And now I've got a plan to where within the next, you know, four to five months, I will be able to take that 1500 and turn it in, into closer to 2500 And this is just from cutting out expenses that I didn't need, subscriptions that were not relevant to what I was doing, um, and then even, you know, just using different tools and resources out there to be able to put uh, the finances in a little bit better situation. The example that I'll give to you right now is I had one of my businesses was uh, my vending machine company. And when I got started in that, I had built a seller finance note with which if you're not familiar with seller financing, it's a it's an amazing strategy where it's basically a no money down strategy where you can get somebody to carry uh, the balance, basically act like the bank. So in this situation, I had uh, the gentleman that was selling me the business. I went to him and I said, hey, look, I, I'm interested in your business. I don't have the capital necessary to be able to buy this right now. However, if you'd be willing to carry that amount with interest for, you know, three years or so, then I'd be willing to make you a monthly payment and we can figure out terms that make sense and can fit, you know, to exactly what you're trying to do. And he ended up agreeing on that. He needed a little bit down. And so I went and found that down payment from somebody else, a partner that I had used previously for uh, the beginning as I'd gotten into the vending business. And I'll talk more about these different businesses in detail, but, um, 
you know, for this episode, we'll kind of keep it uh, more to the the topic at hand and the principles that we're we're trying to outline. Anyway, I found uh, this partner and went to him and said, "Hey, I need this down payment. If you want to be able to have a, a a cut in the action, then I need to be able to borrow this this money from you too." And really, it was more of an investment rather than a borrow because, you know, I wanted to keep him in a cash flowing position, my partner, and so he was able to get that money that we needed. And this guy was able to sell or finance the rest of it. And then recently I said, you know what, I need to reevaluate and see how much this seller finance note was costing me. And, you know, it was, I had about a thousand dollars going to principal and 200 going to interest. And so I just said, okay, well, how can I kind of reevaluate and use this uh, better terms? So what I did is I found some 0% credit lines that lasted anywhere from uh, 12 to 24 months and transferred the balance using a third-party company, which, you know, if you want to know what that company is, just reach out to me. But it worked out really well where I was able to use that company to use those 0% credit lines and pay uh, this this gentleman and his business off for that seller financing note, which increased that cash flow, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, it went from about $1,200 a month in payments down to um, I think it was around about 500. So increase in cash flow dramatically and put us in a much better spot so that we could take that cash flow and use it to pay down at an accelerated rate that debt, you know, on those 0% cards in which we had used for that business. Um, another different way to be able to start trimming some of these expenses is really to just dive in and, and go through them and just find out, you know, what are some of the things that you can go without um, my wife and I, we actually don't have a TV subscription. Now we have the funds to be able to pay for one, but, uh, you know, we use Netflix or Hulu and, you know, I've have family members that use those accounts and they've got, you know, extra access. So we just use their username, right? Cause they're not using it. So, um, really when it comes down to it, like find different ways that you can save, a couple bucks here and there. I, I gave my wife a hard time today at the store. We w- went to uh, Walmart because we were getting some supplies for um, the motorhome rental company. And uh, she had found something on Amazon and it was like four or $5 less at the store at Walmart. And she's like, Hey, look, I can just send this back on Amazon and, you know, I can uh, keep this one here. That was a few dollars less. And so I laughed and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Are you going to seriously do that for $4? Is that really worth your time and energy? She laughed and was like, yeah, I think so. And so I was like, okay, let's do it. So we grabbed it and then we we got back in the car and she looked at Amazon and learned that Amazon uh, for that particular item, she had to pay the shipping on the way back. So it was pretty much a wash, but it was funny because the mindset started to shift to where you know, it's not really about being so nitpicky and conservative that you can't do anything, but it almost becomes a game where you're looking for opportunities to save. And in reality, you continue to grow uh, your income because you protect it a lot more. I have a lot of friends that, you know, make large amounts of money and they live uh, definitely higher lifestyles than I do. And it's totally cool. You know, I'm totally down with it. And I watch him and I'm like super excited for him and everything else. But one of the things that I realize is that, you know, within my business and within the different aspects of my personal financial situation, well, you know, I I just like being positioned in a different light to where, you know, I 
my wife and I and my family, you know, my son, we, we do what we want to do and we live our lives the way that we want to live it, but we're not governed by necessar- necessarily financial instability because we find different avenues, right? For one example, the, the rental company that I have with the motorhome and the trailer that I just picked up, well, we love camping. And so we thought, hey, motorhome would be awesome, but I don't really want to have to just make the payments and have it sit in the warehouse, you know, or storage the whole time and only use it once or twice a year. So what I did is I found an avenue, you know, an online source that's similar to Airbnb for motorhomes and trailers. And so we rent both of those out, which create, you know, a large amount of money and not making an income claim here, but, uh, you know, people, I've seen people make anywhere from, you know, an extra 5,000 to even 30,000. We're on track this year uh, with the rentals that we have to do between, you know, net out between 15 and and 20,000. So it's pretty neat to see what different avenues. And the coolest part about that, right, is we have those units available to us whenever we want. We're going to actually go up to an amazing lake, Flaming Gorge, um, here soon. And we're going to be able to take that trailer up and camp with that. And so, you know, it's no money out of our pocket. Our travel expenses are paid because the unit itself is cash flowing. And that's really the concept here that I want to put out there. So another one that uh, is pretty cool is um, we live now on a spot where, you know, we've got a little bit of traffic. And so I thought to myself, well, hey, why not rent out uh, some paddleboards? Because I'd love to get some paddleboards or kayaks or whatever so we can go up and play, you know, some of these mountain lakes that are near us. And so, you know, I found a guy on KSL, similar to like Craigslist, uh, just classifies basically, and I bought um, his business that he was getting out of. And so I picked up a ton of different rental equipment and I said, okay, here's, here's my strategy, my plan. The ideal situation here would be to just cover this and break even this year. And then if we can turn this business into, you know, a cash flow of four, five, six grand a year, then that will be pretty close to covering all of our grocery expenses for the year, which I thought was pretty neat. And this business, you know, it took me a while to get it up and running. We went and picked the equipment up and then it just sat. And then finally, I was like, I'm just going to make a sign and put it out and see what happens. And so within a few weeks, we had generated about $200 in revenue and I proved the model, right? I knew that the model now worked. And so now it was just scaling up. And so I built, you know, a website and a Facebook page, Instagram page, and I'm going to start building some internet traffic along with just that normal roadside sign that I've got, you know, in, in front of my house, basically. And, uh, you know, as we do that, we can start doubling and tripling income to the point where, you know, I mentioned I'd like to get it to where it's doing five, six thousand a year, in which case that will cover pretty much our grocery expenses for the year. And that's really what you've got to take this mindset and shift it to is in your trimming, if you can trim out some of these expenses that are not necessary or find another way for someone else to pay for them, then that constitutes exactly you know, on point as to what you're trying to do. And it will change how you live your life to the point where you're living your life by design rather than by default, because you're in control and you're finding different solutions to live the life that you want without having to necessarily pay for it, if that makes sense. Now, the third thing I want to come to is um, we've got track, trim, and I've got to take a look at my notes, target. The target aspect is huge because this is really a component and I should have gone to this one, you know, near the beginning, but basically the target is where do you want to end up? 
you know, after all said and done, you're spending the time and energy working to build your situation here. Where do you really want to end up? What is it that you're trying to accomplish? Uh, what are the goals you have with this track trim and target method? And, you know, are you looking to buy a house? Are you looking to buy some rental properties? Are you looking to start a business? Are you looking to create some cash flow? Picking what it is that you want, knowing what that target is and visualizing it to the point where it will put you in motion uh, to direct your thoughts, your goals in a spot where you know exactly where you're headed, right? And that's something that I think a lot of people miss out on really is not knowing where they're going. And, you know, uh, to use a scriptural reference, one of the ones that I love is uh, where there's no vision, the people perish, right? And and that's really how we are in our business and our personal situations is if we do not have a vision as to what we're trying to accomplish, then where are we headed? We don't know. And we have no idea, no purpose, no reason to really follow through and do anything. Uh, the example I'd love to give is the gym. You know, I have been out of shape for a long time, I, you know, maybe 15, 20, 30 pounds overweight. And finally, I had a buddy a neighbor that said, hey, why don't you come to the gym with me in the morning? And so I was motivated to get up and start going. Well, long story short, I've been going pretty consecutively now for the last couple months, um, going at least six times a week, you know, getting up between 5.30 and 6.30, depending on the day, to hit the gym and spend, you know, an hour to two hours there working out to really get my physical health back in the point where, you know, that's something that's super important. And again, goes overlooked. We're spending all this time in other areas and other focuses, and we miss out on our, our personal well-being where that's one of the most key components to this whole wealth reliance aspect is you got to feel good if you want to go out and be good, right? And you've got to really change that mindset and set it up for success. So from a targeting aspect, you've got to build that vision of what you want to accomplish. And we'll dive more into this in episode four. Um, but to finish this one off, and really the message that I want to leave with you today is, you know, set this as a priority. If you want to take one action item away from this, that is start building the vision of what you want to accomplish and then start tracking where you're at. Once you have those two components down, then start trimming away some of the fat and you can start building your uh, personal situation, your business situation to get you finally to where that vision you know, is leading you and creating more cash flow, creating more flexibility, uh, less stress because you're worrying about the financial aspects and having a much better, uh, much more exciting life based on the efforts that you're putting in. With that, if you have any questions, please do subscribe to Instagram or Facebook. We ch I check that quite frequently. Also, use the Anchor app. You can record a voicemail and we will bring that on to the podcast and we can share that question with the rest of our listeners. And remember, no question is a dumb question. Chances are if you have it, other people do as well. So with that, thank you so much for listening. Again, this is Dave Deal with the Self-Reliant Wealth, the Wealth Reliance Podcast. I look forward to speaking with you more about this whole concept on trim track and uh, target in episode number four. Have a great day and we will see you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wealth Reliance Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about who we are and what we do, check out our website, www.selfreliant.com.
R-E-L-I-A-N-T, Wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H, dot com. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle? Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.